doing this one. All of us are doing it. Welcome back to the Bad Movie False. Uh, rehearsal a, is everything we're kind of doing a semi-live one this time I think what we're going to be doing we're doing the film Geostorm and what we're going to do is we've just watched the trailer the three of us mm-hmm. we've not seen the film yet so what we're going to do before we watch the film and then come back after we've seen the film is we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen like our predictions our, our geo predictions correct our weather predictions so based on the, the well, based on the um, the cover I'm looking at it here it's a big tidal wave and there's like a, some buildings being. I think that's the one in Dubai. That's Burj Khalifa yeah. being destroyed. And it's got the word Geostorm in red letters on the front. Yeah. That's the What's title. What's the tagline? Is uh, it a tagline? The tagline? Or do you mean. Oh, you mean the quote from a review? No, usually no. they'll say something like, This the world is over, or This time we're yeah. toadstorm. Yeah. No. <laughs> this time. It's getting yeah. cold out there. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Um, St. Louis is kablooey. No, yeah. nothing. There's nothing. No tagline. No. There's a review. Doesn't need one. Because it's like a geostorm. Well, the, this might be the first time we've done a good film, because according to Den of Geek, it's four stars, utterly entertaining. Yeah, but... Is that four stars out of five or ten? Are they misleading us here? But not only that, but utterly entertaining can mean a lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> a popcorn flick with stunning action sequences. So, um, who is in the geostorm? So, uh, Nud. Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Sturgis. Gerard Butler. Um, Abby Cornish. Right. Edward Harris and Andrew Garcia. Is she Cornish? And, and that made you you say what earlier? So what I was saying was earlier is one of these five people is the bad guy. Okay. Right? No doubt about it. Okay then. It ain't Gerard Butler because he's the cowboy rock and roll pilot of the film according <laughs> to the trailer. Right? So he's the hero so he's out. It ain't Jimmy Sturgis because I don't even know who he is. What a twist. So what a twist if Gerard Butler was the villain. Well he's not. I'm telling you right now, this is my prediction for the film. I think he is. Abigail Cornish is the only female character in it. She's going to be, like, I reckon, like the kind of more actiony person in the film. Yeah. So she's out. Right. She's not. So it comes down to Ed Harris or Andrew Garcia. Right. Andrew Garcia, Andy Garcia is the president, so I don't think he's going to be the bad guy. It's right. Ed Harris. Look okay. at him. He's, he's got a prune face. He's looking angry. As fuck. Yeah. He's the bad guy. No, so, okay. No doubt about it. If we're it. going through this cast no list. No doubt about it, Scott. If we're going through this cast list, Gerard Butler could be the villain because yeah, no one would see that coming. Or Jim Sturgis. What what's his name? Jim Sturgis? It's Jim Sturgis. He could be the villain with the girl because they're a couple. No. Yeah. So, yeah, they could be villains. Or Ed Harris, no. yeah, could be the villain because he's Ed Harris. Yeah. Or Andy Garcia could be the villain because the. He's the presidents in these films are usually a bit bumbling and, you know... <clears throat> the president of bumbling? So, yeah, they usually talk about... No, the plot of this film, very simply, is Gerard Butler is bodyguard of the president, who it turns out is actually a storm that the American people <laughs> right. have um, voted a, right. an actual geostorm into office. Yeah. A genuine, ge- like, ge- geostorm with... Yeah. Of things falling from the sky and sorry, shit. Sorry, sorry, but I think what it, it actually is, is this is what happens when a geography teacher makes for the hurricane, you get a geostorm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what, like in is. the Monster like Club. Like in the Monster Club. That we just talked about last time. we just talked time. about last time. That's what I think's happening. So I think, it turns out in the trailer, that sh- they've got these satellites that control the weather, right? Stop bad weather from happening because of climate change, right? 
I reckon, and in the trailer they say, wait a minute, there's not a malfunction here. Someone's done this on purpose. Right. right? So that means that someone's done it for money. And so it's going to be Ed Harris. No, and all of a sudden, Sean Connery turns up in a teddy bear costume. So I'm thinking bear costumes. Bear costumes. <laughs> so uh, this film is directed by Dean Devlin. So oh, we're in fucking trouble. <laughs> we all know who he now, is. Now, did we not, in the Godzilla segment, lament the fact that it seemed to kill his writing career or whatever, and now here he is inflicting this on us. But did he direct it or write it? Directed it. So I think since... Since Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich have been were a thing, weren't they? Yeah, they were a team. Godzilla, Stargate, all of that stuff. Since then, Roland Emmerich, it, it seems to me, has spent the intervening years between now and then making one disaster movie after another. Right. Mm-hmm. So he made Day After Tomorrow, twenty twelve. Was yeah. that him? Yeah, that was him. Ten thousand BC. Was that him as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a disaster. I didn't so see it. this like feels independence like regurgitation. Exactly. So now we've got Dean Devlin going. Well, I'm I'm going to throw my hat into this particular ring. Yeah. I'm not going to let Roland get away with it forever. I'm doing my disaster movie, and this is it. Did Geo he, Storm, did written he by, no. written by Dean Devlin's okay. and Paul. So, well, this could be interesting to see if he's learned anything from Godzilla. I don't think so, even from the trailer. Uh. My earliest memory of this film was seeing this trailer in the cinema yeah. and instantly thinking, one day we'll be doing this on our podcast. Now, it's funny, again, because the first time I've seen the trailer was just now. <laughs> and yeah. I've got to say, I haven't seen Geostorm, but if I had seen the trailer, I would not have seen Geostorm. <laughs> I tell you what, it was a, to be honest, it was a really terrible trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't great. So, so it looked really kind of dull. You know, like the beats looked, it all looks, it all looks, looks predictable. We've seen it before. Oh, it all looks so predictable. There's a, there's a bit in it? there where a character says the title of the film. There's a bit where they do it's something crazy. Storm. Like they kidnap the president. They kidnap the president because he's the only one who's got the codes that can stop the storm. Or Gerard Butler, there's, there's a bit at the beginning where um, Gerard Butler turns up to a Senate meeting. They says, you're late, Mr. Pilot, or whatever his name is. And he goes, well, sorry, but I just flew in from outer space. His cool credentials. Yeah, he's, he's literally And he's the shot. only person in the world that can save us and also can show us what would happen if he doesn't by burning a peach or something. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. This is, yeah, he's going to, oh, man, I can't wait. What a pile of shit this looks like. Shall we jump straight into it? Shall we geostorm? Let's geostorm. And then we'll come, some time will pass for us yes. as we sit and watch it. So No time will pass for you because we'll be right back to tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, so what are we doing? Are we going to write a review? So like, All what, of it. 20 yeah. minute check? We're going to watch No, we're just going to watch the whole thing, Sky. Dude, I know it's fresh. fresh. I would yeah. have forgotten. It would be like a hot pizza out of the oven. We're going to review it the minute it finishes. I'm going to review the last 10 minutes of it and you guys can do the rest. Cause I Wait, do you think, one last prediction, do you think there'll be a post credit sequence or another story? Is sneaking up on them as they think they've got rid of from the first outer space. One. Yeah, yeah. They'll find I think the second one will be called Geo Storms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, think about it. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we'll see you in a minute. Hello. Well, I say welcome back, but no time has passed. For you. For you. A lot of time. A couple of hours have passed for us. It feels a lot longer than that. Four hours have passed in that hour and 40 minute film. We just watched Geostorm. Um, what a load of shit! And I feel, (laughs) I feel like Gerard Butler's face looks right now. (laughs) Yeah. Just battered. There's so much to talk about. 
but not because first of all the main thing out of the gate is right our predictions I was right about bad guys and stuff but in terms spoiler of spoiler alert but in, but in terms of like what the film's trailer t- told me the film was going to be versus what it actually is it, this wasn't the film I was expecting at all not at all so it's not you know there's there's some natural disasters that happen but it, but it's mostly set in space. Yeah, like mo- loads of it is set in space, and in a sort of grav- like a bad version of gravity, yeah. where things are exploding in space, and people are whizzing off into space and trying to grab <laughs> things in space, looking at screens in space. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes where they're looking at screens, scene screens in space, and having familial squabbles in so space. I guess we should rattle through what happened then, really. Oh, it was a load of shit. That's what happened. Yes. So at the beginning, they explained that oh, there's a girl narrating it, a young girl narrating the beginning. The daughter of Gerard Butler's character tells us that uh, weather, went weather, bad. weather was bad. Yeah. So they built a special thing of satellites yeah. to stop the weather off bad. Turns out... They called it Dyke Boy. Yeah. T- turns that right? Turns out yes. global warming was not a Chinese hoax. It was actually going on. Yeah. Who knew? And yeah, so we need a web of satellites, James Bond-style satellites that can control weather. Bad, stop bad weather for happening. All kinds of weather. <clears throat> and it's controlled at the International Space Station. And it's called from, the Dutch Boy. Yeah. Because it's putting your finger in the dike, you yeah, see. Yeah, that's the thing. Of weather, the weather dike. And they say that all the nations of the mm-hmm. world got together, sorted this out together as a team. Yeah, and there's loads of footage of stock footage of people building things yeah. and constructing things. <laughs> yeah, while yeah. this girl says all the people of all the worlds came together to build this thing. But then yeah. a guy called Gerard Butler turns up at some Senate hearing. He gets in an argument with the Senator dude from West Wing. Yeah, Richard Schiff from West Wing yeah. who basically yeah. gets this thankless role in movies occasionally because he was in West Wing once. And yeah. it turns out that he's a bit maverick. He doesn't follow the rules. He punched someone out once because didn't, they didn't agree with him. But basically, it seems like he's single-handedly designed and built this thing in his backyard and yeah. launched it to space. Literally his... with wood and yeah. tape. And, and then he's been up yeah. in space with a group of people... Who are the also the only people who can keep it going? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, they get in an argument in, in in front of this hearing. Blah blah blah. His brother works for the president. So he's like a sort of he's second... like an official fella. He sort of does. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's telling him don't push your luck. Him. Yeah. Like don't don't keep stir it, this pot. Keep it keep it down because you're always arguing with politicians. Yeah, and then afterwards, after he argues anyway. He gets fired. He gets sacked. Yeah. yeah. And they also say what happens is they're gonna they're gonna take all his team away and yeah. replace them with some other people. And he, loses. And he also says <clears throat> that this satellite grid, although it was made by the world, for reasons it's been kept up, up its upkeep has been entirely the responsibility of the US. Yeah, which I so don't... the US control it, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like and then at some point in the future, it's going to go to the world. They're handing it over to the They're world. handing it over to the world. International. But he's been sacked. And then we go, it's like three years later. That's then. right. Um, and some people are frozen in Afghanistan. That's so right. It's all right, because they're Afghanistan people. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. So at the moment, it's a small threat. 
because they're foreigners. Because they're foreigners. It's that sort of implied racism that, that American-made <laughs> disaster films have, where the first few disasters are small-scale, but also happening to foreigners. So it's not really the stakes aren't high enough yet no. to get really worried, because no Americans have been harmed. Yeah. And then we're going to look into it. Maybe it's a It's thing. a concern. Maybe it's a thing to look into. Yeah. But we're certainly not going to worry about it yet, because of them being foreigners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what happens next. Um, yeah, so some Afghans have been frozen. They start wondering, they start having an argument in the White House briefing room, don't they, about what's yeah, going something on. something wrong with the Dutch boy. Something wrong with the Dutch boy, and all the politicians are doing some dick measuring. And who are the politicians? Andy Garcia is like El Presidente. El Presidente. Ed Harris is some guy. I think he's like the Secretary of Defence or something, or something like I think, that. I think he's... Yeah, his titles that um, or he's the vice president. He's like uh, something like that. He's and the he's, secretary of state. Yeah, and his okay. name is or, or defence. And his name is Mister yeah. M. Villain. <laughs> yeah. And Mayor Winningham Hookins. This scene as well. Who's that? Mayor Winningham. She was. Oh in, yeah, Mayor Winningham. She was, was in, in all the Brat yeah. Pack films. Yeah, she was of there. The eighties. So she Hookins. Oh, this okay. early part of the himself. film. Yeah, but then um, a guy called Jim Sturgis, who's the brother of Gerard Butler stands up and gives an impassioned, if slightly unprofessional, speech that everyone in this room are being dickheads and we need to send up a team of people now. This is brilliant. He says we need to send not not people in suits that sit around tables arguing. We need coders and we need engineers and we need people that build things and we need to get them up there and fix this problem so no more Afghan yeah. villages and international get frozen. Team of an international that build team and, code and the things. president says, good idea. Let's do that. But you can only have one person <laughs> on account of the fact that we're handing this over to the world in two weeks. We want to keep it a shush. That. He says, he's, first of all, the president says, I'm not handing over anything that's broken to anybody because I don't want to be go down as the president that handed something broken over. But you can just have the one person. Yeah. So which guy is it going to be? Well, it's got to be somebody who does all of those people's jobs. And knows the systems inside and out. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone who perhaps built it in the first place. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Willis. No, we can't. Yeah. No, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Gerard Sorry, Butler. I misspoke. Geraldine Butler. Gerard the Chipmunk Butler. We <laughs> haven't talked about this yet. No. There is something up in the film with Gerard Butler's face that high definition does no favours for. No. It, there's something up. We don't know. We couldn't work out what it was. Yeah, we, we came up with a few descriptions between each other, ourselves about what it looked like. Mm. I think, personally, it looks like he, that very day, had root canal surgery done. Right. And his cheeks are still swollen from all the surgery. I, and the uh, anaesthetic still hasn't died down. Yeah. Is it still, he's I, like talking out one corner of his mouth. Yeah. All the way through the film he does it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I say he looks like someone who's put on a horrendous amount of weight, lost it all, and the last place it's gone from is his cheeks. Yeah. I think he looks like somebody who has had uh, weird amounts of collagen injecting to pop some parts of his face. <laughs> not, but not right. symmetrically. No, not symmetrically. <laughs> and those parts now cannot move, which is why he's having to talk out of one side of his mouth, because he can't open the other side of his mouth wide enough, yeah. because of weird patches of collagen. Yeah. And, one and of he's got a chipmunky face. He's got, yeah. Like a sun, partly sunken, yeah. but partly puffy. Like yeah. it's full of hazelnuts or something. Yeah, he's saving, <laughs> he's saving <laughs> for winter. Yeah, just like... So it's like you're worried that if you pricked his face, loads of pus would come out of oh. his face. 
Like, is he infected? There's something, you said root canals. It yeah. definitely looks bad. And also, yeah. doesn't look good. I've got another description occurred to me. It looks like Jack Nicholson's Joker, but without the grin. Right. Okay. So the cheeks are there, but yeah. the grin isn't. Yeah. I understand <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> very weird. It was off-putting every time he was speaking. And the thing is as well, it's like we thought it was odd in the film that he was um, the brother of Jim Sturgis because... He looks like a much younger man in the film. Yeah. But actually, you looked it up and Jim Sturge is something like nine years younger than him. So yeah, or Jim Broadbent. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, one or two. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but he does look really craggy and not good, does yeah. he? Wait, to the point where we didn't buy that these two were brothers. No. Even though their age gap is not as severe as it turns out. You know, you know, yeah, one day really bad, the other one isn't. Yeah. But it turns out Jim Sturge has to go to Gerard and says... Uh, we need you, it's gone broken, we need you to fix it. And he's, of course, living, because he's the hero, he's living in a caravan somewhere yeah. near Cape Canaveral. Yeah, he's one of these typical... With his daughter. Yeah, he's one of these typical kind of super smart people who just like lives like a bum. Yeah. And it turns out, well, no, we know found at the beginning of the film that it was Jim who had to fire his own brother at the beginning of the film when he argued with the Senate. And then there's, there's obviously some... So now, obviously, there's a reason why there's a beef between them. And then Gerald Butler goes, yeah, I'll do it. Cool. Uh, bye, daughter. I'm going now. It's up to space. And he sends his, uh, um, his daughter away in a car. Yeah. He shouldn't have a daughter because no. he treats her like shit in the film. He doesn't. She's a non She's a non-person. She'll, we'll see scenes of us like in like um, Armageddon. We'll see scenes of her crying and looking at TV screens. Yeah. But, but it's not like there's any bond between them at all. It no. seems the film ignores it. Yeah, the film's only interested in the relationship between the two brothers. Yeah. So it's almost like, why have a daughter? Because it just makes yeah. Gerard Butler's character seem negligent. She, she, she does should have stuck on the shuttle and ended up on the station. Or not been yeah. in it. And then yeah. she had to rescue her. But, any, but, yeah. not, but there's no point. No. Or maybe Leave they could out. have made her a cat. Because at least, you know, if you didn't say goodbye to a cat when you were at Mimin and Death. To be fair, no. it'd probably be hard to sneak aboard a shuttle. Yeah, um, I know, I was being no stupid. child size space suits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was being daft, but yeah. Oh, I thought you thought that would, I mean, no, I mean anything else possible in this. In this film, it you know, would have been no, no less bonkers than anything else that has. Mm. Um, and then when he's up there, he meets the team. There's a German lady, she's the head of science. Something? Yeah, she's running teams. And who else is up um, there? Oh, also, during, before he gets up there, there's some guy who's got a shifty pen-looking phone, which fucking drives me mad in this film, right? And he slips his pen phone in his locker, and then he walks through a corridor, suddenly all the doors shut, yeah. and then he gets blown out of space when all the panels come off. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what he had to do with any of it, really. We didn't, we didn't, no, we didn't care, yeah. because we thought we was watching a Geostorm film about storms. Yeah. Instead, we seem to be watching some sort of mystery thriller in space about yeah. murders. Yeah, kind of like political thriller. What's going on, Phil? Yeah. This is not what we paid for. Mm. No, but what, how long was it for? About an hour 40? Something like that. 109 minutes, my yeah. friend. And I, I think an hour of it is this bullshit. It's the bullshit in space, like so much it's, stuff in space. It's them just trying to work out who's the bad guy who's, and what's going on. Is someone sabotaging the system? No, it's why? just an accident. In space it's called Geostorm. The trailer uh, makes it look like it's about storms on geo and it looks like a san andreas type it's film really not big action not at all disaster it's not the last 40 minutes are but even a lot of that's that, not yeah i yeah. agree 
And I'll be honest, I lost complete track of the plot here in the first oh, hour. Oh, it's wank. Yeah, it's, it's Gerard Butler creeps around. He really then starts overwritten. Oh, for such so a, overwritten. For such a film about nothing. Yeah. It's very den- dense. There's a lot of unnecessary shit going on about what, what this does and how, who does this and what you need to I'm do just, this. My jetpack. And it's another one of those films as well where it's like literally something's got to go wrong. Every three seconds, something's Another going hurdle. wrong. Yeah, and it's it gets unbearable. It's tedious. They think it's they think it's making it more exciting, and all it does is after ten minutes makes you so fucking bored that you don't give a fuck anymore because none of these hurdles mean anything because they get over them quite easily, and it's it's just another thing and another thing and another thing. It's just so. Tedious. So I tell you what happens next. There, uh, there's another. There's a Hong Kong Hong Chinese Kong techie clients. guy. Yeah. There's a Chinese techie. There's. Well, we don't know he's a techie guy at this stage. He's just a Chinese guy in a car mm. getting chased by uh, fucking erupting pavements and thing buildings melting and all this. Yeah. But we know he's going to be okay because it's an electric car he's driving, and therefore it doesn't harm the environment in any way. So, so he's safe. Right. So he manages to outrun this. But why are the pipes exploding? Hmm? Why are the pipes exploding? Uh, and they say, that's what they say, it's pipes exploding, but it's not. The real it's reason the, was, it got sat- super hot. It's a satellite making for Hong Kong malfunction and making Hong Kong super hot. Yeah, was it something we saw his internal block. temperature thing in the car? And it's just like 140 degrees or something, Darth. Mm. And it, literally everything's like, yeah, all the pipe, the, the floor starts, the, literally the tarmac starts turning into magma. Yeah, he's running on it. I mean, just <laughs> now mental. Uh, so this, uh, it, I mean, we said before, I mean, we've, of, we've often covered films which have been lower rent versions of big films. I think this, this is a bigger rent version of Megafault. Yeah, but do you know what, right? I think if it, if it had more disaster stuff going on and it was like a low-budget kind of asylum-type film, it would have been much more fun than this year. Mm. Yeah, because I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mind this scene. It's stupid. Yeah, uh, and it's but the, basically the the heat thing, storm thing chases this one guy down the street. Yeah, like megafault, like megafault. But that's what I pay my money for for yeah. a disaster movie. I want to I know, see more of this. But as I was watching that, I was so bored because I've seen this a thousand times. Oh, yeah, true. but if it was a low budget asylum film, you know, it would have been funny because the CGI would have been shit, like genuinely shit. The CGI in this is pretty crap in places. But it's still not crap enough for you to just laugh at it. So it's kind of just like, I've seen this, buildings falling over, he's swerving the car, he's missing entire skyscrapers, mm-hmm. the, the <clears> whole <throat> road is caving in, and it's no tension. But it turns out, uh, completely unrealistically, that this one guy that this storm's been chasing is actually the Hong Kong storm guy. Yeah. So he knows Gerard Butler and his brother, and he gets in touch with his brother and says... I don't think this was pipes exploding. I think this was some sort of shit. This, was, this was hashtag geostorm. Hashtag geostorm satellites. Yeah. So they bring the satellite back back in space. They bring the satellite in to have a look at it. The Hong Kong satellite, don't they? And then, and then so there's, there's another one of these bits. Yeah, but this is what Scott's saying where stuff keeps going wrong. And this is a bit where they bring the satellite in and then the arm just goes conk and just start swinging the satellite around <laughs> the bay, the loading bay, and then having to jump out the way of it and Gerard Butler save someone and well that's because um, someone on the station is trying to cover up the fact that the the satellite has been 
sabotage. I know, but... Yeah, but, but, but that's not... But, what, but, but the problem at this stage is that it's like the arm is malfunctioning, not the satellite. Yeah. So, so the whole, either the whole station's malfunctioning yeah. or there's a saboteur yeah. that's so been it's so obvious that there is so fucking obvious. It's going so wrong so quickly that someone's got to be fucking about with it. There's no way it could be random. Because it's always or, systems they're looking into. So what's into? the yeah. problem of covering something up if in the course of covering it up you make it obvious that you're covering that it up? It's, that, that's what you're doing. Yeah. This is what is going on here. Because the next bit is they, they fuck get the fragments of the satellites that's just been smashed up by the arm and say well we can't look into this now then they bring up some CCTV footage of the guy who got ejected out into space apparently he was he knew something he had a drive and when the thing got when he got ejected out into space one of the panels got stuck in the like solar panels or whatever and they go look there it is on the, it's still on the outside of the space station we, we, and this is what he says and I didn't mention it to you guys but I mentioned it now they say, I just hope that the drive that guy had somehow got lodged in that one panel that somehow got lodged in the space station. What this coinky dink, because it turns out when they get it, it was there. But they don't get that easily because someone tries to kill Gerard Butler uh, somehow. Yeah, which is another exactly what suit. it is. They malfunction his yeah. suit. Another malfunction. And then he, weird, su- he survives being smashed repeatedly in the face by about a billion pieces of shrapnel in space. Yeah, so him and. and the, the German woman go out on spacewalk to get the panel. His jetpack then starts going full thruster automatically as a malfunction again. Mm. He then smashes through like every solar panel on the station. Every, he smashes through the whole station like a fucking man bullet. Yeah. And well, yet he's somehow like, he's okay. Yeah. His, his suit isn't torn at, Torn like, to shreds at all. Or his arms and legs aren't just fucking like... Ripped apart. He's yeah. ripped apart. Ripped apart, flash frozen in space. Listen, I think we've seen this about fun. some other films, haven't we, where people in films now seem to survive the most impossible crashes. Mm. Like, uh, what was his name? Uh, name? Peter Stormare in uh, Armageddon, mm. when he's on the outside of the buggy when they did that stupid jump. Yeah. Mm. And they crash through the meteor shards and they do wicked spins. And it's just like, no, you... This is like this. I mean, every solar panel he smashes into yeah. seems to send extremely sharp shards of plastic and shit Everywhere, yeah, and yet nothing cuts anything, does it? I blame Die Hard Four. Die Hard Four was one of the first films I remember being like that. I stubbed my toe on a door a couple of years back and broke it, and that was me just walking into a door. That's you. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's you just getting up. Yeah, you, you that's, that's, that's my Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I blame Die Hard Four. Die Hard Four started this trend, I think, where it was to take the every man and just suddenly make him fucking. Bruce Willis out of Unbreakable. Yeah. It's worse than that, isn't it? <laughs> like, you can just put him through the ringer. You can chuck him through fucking buildings. Yeah. It's um, Transformer films like that as well. Yeah. Terrible for that. So, but anyway. Where are we? So, it, they've got the drive off the panel, and Gerard Butler tells the, the German woman, we're not going to tell anybody else, because too much shit's been going wrong, coincidentally. So the team come running in going, oh, you got you survived the spacewalk, what went wrong? Oh, malfunction in my thing. Did you get the drive? No, no, we didn't. They sneak off and look at it. I can't remember what they find. I think I completely, at this point, I was like, I've lost track of what, no, what they... I'm just going to say to you, it was about this point in the film, I started to develop a really quite bad headache, <laughs> and I started to not be paying much attention to anything that was happening. It was but, just like moving images. But from this point onwards, Did for a while... Did they also find the thing in the locker? Yeah, 
And then there's the red herring guy who's the French guy in the team who's oh, been yeah. looking shifty in the background. Yeah. Who turns out he's not the bad guy. So, you know. This is the bad guy is actually Robert Sheehan. He's the, the English guy. Yeah. He's very irritating. And um, a lot of... And I think you can just... And they work that out due to reasons. You can skip through a lot of the film at this point. Because, can. because a lot of it is them... Trying to piece together some kind of who's so who's sabotaging this, this yeah. shit in space? Who's ultimately responsible for all of this, and how do they stop it? Yeah, and there's loads of people involved in this equation, isn't there? Yeah. So there's Jimmy Sturgis, and there's a lady that he keeps going to on a laptop on a, a desk. Yeah. He keeps going to her, and she's like a hacker. Yeah. And there's also his fiancée, who's also someone who works in the White House doing something. Well, no, she's Secret Service. She's Secret Service. And okay. she, so that's Abby Cornish. Yeah. And then um, there's a scene where they go to meet the guy from Hong Kong who's got information. Yeah. But when he comes to see him, some bloke pushes him in front of a car... Being driven by... There's these Russian guys looking for him, isn't there? They chase him out of Hong Kong, don't they? Yeah. For reasons. And then these Russian guys then kill him by... One of them pushes him in front of a car that's driven by the other one of them. Yeah. That then crashes into him and kills him. It's like... I don't know how the timing of that all works. Yeah. It's got to be pretty crackerjack because they've got to get him at exactly <laughs> the point where he's about to cross. You've got to know where he's going to be. You've got to know where he's going to be to put the car there at speed. Yeah. To yeah. be able to hit him at speed. Yeah. And the guy pushing him in front. Like I get pushing a guy in front of a train. Yeah. Or, or a basically bus. in front of any car. Yeah. yeah. To run him over, but pushing him in front of a car that's actually been driven. By your accomplice, just yeah. seems a bit of overkill to me. Because it's really seem... hard to set up. Why did you shoot him and get in your car and drive off? I don't. You... Oh, I don't know. But there's a lot that of this. Happens. So a lot of the film now, for the next start of over forty minutes, is Gerald Butler and the German lady running around looking at screens and data, going, "Oh, something's going on here," and not working. They look at a lot of data, don't they? It's a lot like of screens. From the satellites to yeah. try and work out who's who's done what, sabotaging it. I guess, and then they keep, uh, and then and then Jim Sturge is doing the same with his hacker lady friend, and they're just looking at screens, and then there's a bit where Gerard Butler and Jim Sturge keep having these like, holographic video calls to each other in a room. Yes, and it's always oh some of the writing. They just film. have um, squabbles. Don't yeah, they? just sibling yeah. fucking arguments. Because about he, Gerard Butler's got who's got the biggest dick. Yeah. So Gerald Butler don't like the fact that Jim Sturgis is effectively his boss now. Yeah. And keeps giving him shit about it. And uh, Jim Sturgis doesn't like the fact that Gerald Butler's giving him shit. Yeah. yeah. So they just have like, instead of conference calls where they talk about the problem and how they're going to fix it, they have these calls where they just... Bring up old shit. And there's a brilliant bit where he walks out the room, doesn't he? Well, and Jim's... Gerard Butler says to him, what is it? Don't forget the brother's code. No, brothers don't, don't, don't walk out on brothers. Yeah. Uh, he says... Yeah. D- brothers don't walk out on brothers. That's the brother's code. I'm like, where the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a brother. I've never heard of this. Yeah, what, um, at what point does Gerard uh, twig that this is a conspiracy? Because he sends a video, doesn't he, to Jim Sturgis. I, you know what? I have yeah. no idea. He's, he sends a video to him. Oh, this bit. And he says, uh, it's a basically a, a, a bit, of, bit of a rambly speech. And he says, oh, remember when Dad took us fishing when we were kids and he dropped his phone at Lake something. Something like Keys. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and 
Jim immediately knows that this is code and that what he's got to do is type his dad's phone number into the computer, which will then... Make it into a time code. Which will play snippets of the speech he's just given in a different order and the speech now says... Uh, Government conspiracy. conspiracy trust, trust no level, one. Trust no one. Yeah. yeah. I'm just on the phone for that. These are a I couple. I mean, these are a couple of geniuses, stone cold geniuses. Because I but can't even yeah. imagine piecing that together in a year, let alone, <laughs> yeah, let alone, let alone in, like that in a conversation. Yeah. And not only is it his first, not only is it a guess he makes, it's his first and only guess he yeah, makes. Yeah. 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 Talking it just about. To be and right. he gets it right. First yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey! It's not like you get a montage of him and the hacker lady sitting there at a desk trying to, trying to figure work it out. out what's he talking what about. Talking about? There, it uh, seems to uh, me that this section of the film, the main purpose of it is to deny the audience of the thing that they've come to the film for, which is Geostorm's... I've, yeah. yeah. It's like, I came for the... Look, Look, there's a pack. This isn't this isn't the first rodeo of these sorts of films. Yeah, you mentioned San Andreas. That was a good one. 2012, Day After Tomorrow. You want a disaster, disaster. film, and you don't get one. Now, you just get a load of dickety doodaring in space. Here's, conference calls. Here's what I wanted. I wanted. Gerard Butler, yeah, with his shirt off and a pair of knuckle dusters punching storms in the face <laughs> all the way through the film, and we didn't get what it. The f- I think the film would have been more interesting if the if the problem was escalating. So every twenty minutes, you get a scene of a different city in the world being hit by storms, and the and the and the system was getting more and more out of control. You do get a so they need so bits. there's a. Huh? Do you get a couple of little bits? No, not really. Not worth do you The thing that works in disaster movies, I think, better is if you can't stop the disaster. You've just got to deal with it, or you, to deal with the out- outcome. Is is deal with your shit? Yeah, because you can't, and maybe hope that you survive. You're not trying to save the world in a disaster movie. You're just trying to survive. Yeah, and all, and all of them. From twenty three, and, and it might be that it's an extinction level event. It's like deep impact, and you mm-hmm. can't survive. In which case, it's the human drama that that is the stuff that then becomes interesting, and you have to have good writers to be able to write that to make that interesting. Yeah, but this isn't really that, is it? It's this not- is a this is a conspiracy. This reminds me of a techno conspiracy. This is a techno conspiracy <laughs> movie with a bit of gravity and a sprinkling of disaster movie on the top. Being marketed as a disaster yeah. movie, it doesn't do any of those things well. No, because I, I think it's trying to do too much. It's not, yeah, it's not a disaster movie because what you're talking about with, with natural disaster movies is like San Andreas. Is look, this thing's just happening. All you can do is survive and deal with moment to moment the hurdles that are thrown at you and survive that right and 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 help the fam- friends and family around you right the other characters. But this is a man-made disaster movie because it's being caused by someone. So there's a system that they're trying to fix. So it's not it's not a disaster movie. No, it's movie. not a disaster movie. It's a te- it's a bad techno thriller stroke ground stroke space set. Yeah. You know, it's a disaster in space like gravity as much as it is uh, stuff happening on the ground. Yeah. I think more of the film is set in space. So oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most like of it's it. most one, of it. one the bulk. and a quarter hour set in space. The bulk, the bulk of it, yeah. But there's so, none of that None of that is suggested in any of the advertising. No, I think no. that's what you're getting. So, what does Gerard 
do with the information? Sorry, Jim, do with the information? Well, he he pieces. He talks with the hacker lady. They go to his house. Abby, Abby Cornish pulls, turns up, pulls a gun, gun on, on him oh, and her, wow. and refuses to put down put the gun down for way too many beats. Mm. That was nutty. That twatish. Um, who behaves like this? Yeah, who walks it's into their own house twat-ish. and pulls their gun out? Oh, it's just movie shit. It, uh, yeah. So so annoying this, when this stuff happens. It's so who does that? Well, one thing we have. Well, even if he is shagging her, you don't pull a fucking gun on her. No. Fucking hell. No. Can you imagine in the real world? Yeah. Well, only in America they didn't have this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. People, imagine that. people pull guns for anything now. Yeah. But, She's um, a secret service agent. I know, trained otherwise. Come but, on! Um, movie! American secret service agent. <laughs> but that's what something <laughs> we haven't <laughs> mentioned so far in this film, is the dialogue and some of the stuff that happens. Is it's so Everything about this film is cliché. It's chronic, yeah. isn't it? Red herrings, really villains, like double-crossers. Every movie plot device you've ever thought of is in this film, and it's fucking boring because every single one of them is predictable. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with the yeah. film. I think. Yeah, is there's not a single surprise. You, there's a lot of shit in the film you don't need. The biggest surprise in the film is and the structure of the film. There's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. it really isn't about geostorms as much as it is <laughs> yeah. about space stuff. And um, she pulls a gun. They, anyway, they, she puts a gun down. They all talk, and basically, Jim Sturge is saying, "I need to." your help to do something with the president? Yeah. They're not going to kidnap him yet, are they? That's not the plan at the moment. No. She needs... She, he, he needs her to go into the White House's files and steal something. And she... Progressively... Codes, isn't it? It's codes or codes, because at this point, I don't know what the codes are. Yeah, and it turns out the kill codes aren't actual codes. It's the president's fingerprints and some dookies. Yeah, these And, um... So, at the moment, they're, they're, they're all convinced, and we're convinced now, that there is a conspiracy... Um, and they're trying to work out who is. And at the moment, it's suggested that the president is part of the conspiracy. So their plan is to reboot the system, isn't it? Is that yet? Yeah. Uh, it starts getting there, doesn't that, it? I think that was it, because I need the kill codes to do it. So, yeah, that's the so plan. So they want her to go in and get them from the White House, not realising that actually yeah. only the president has them, and then later on we'll realise actually is the president. Is yeah. them. Is yeah. the codes, yeah, as they keep saying. Yeah. Um, so they basically, yeah, so they're realising the system's going absolute conk. And they need to Jurassic Park the system. They yeah. need to turn off the power and turn it back on. Have you again. tried turning it off and on? That's again? fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Have you tried taking the paper out of the printer? That's what you do. With it. You just yeah. reboot it. Just yeah. reboot it. For yeah. Because um, we're such idiots, we'll just buy that. Yeah. Because that's how I fix my laptop. Yeah. Turn it off and on again. My, so obviously mm. that's how this would work. Uh, uh, Gerard, have you fucking Gerard, have you run all the latest software updates? Because <laughs> anything else, any other way of fixing it, us. Dummies wouldn't understand. Yeah, us dummies we? wouldn't fix it. Fuck, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. You've got a fucking write, annoying film. You've got to write a software patch. What? you got to do what? I can't even imagine how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Is that then? <laughs> Turn it off and on again. <laughs> fucking film. We need to uh, rewrite the code from the root level. What? 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 Roots Turn it off, back on again. It'll Roots work fine. It's plants. It's not computers. Me no understand. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, I think it's around about now, isn't it, where they like, um, I think it's where the system starts going I love that we just watched now. this minutes because, ago. Yeah. Because I think the middle part of the film is so entangled in its own bullshit. I lost. In, I completely agree. I lost interest in what they were talking about. We were talking over the film, most of it. Yeah. Because they're just looking at screens going, oh, it turns out that that server's been hacked by... Wait a minute. And they're just... It's all techno-guff. 
Yeah, I agree. And completely overwritten, and I don't give a fuck. It was making me angry. Yeah. I was getting really angry. So people are... I'm you're shouting listen, at If you're screen. listening to this, and you've watched the film, and you're getting angry at us, because we're not going through all the finer details, that's because we don't give a shit. Because <laughs> there's too many details. Yeah. It's all details, yeah. and it's all crap. So it's a load of shit! Yes. And, um... Uh, yeah, I think the system starts getting worse... And then I think this is where we start getting into the third act of the film, where the DMC is happening, the Democratic um, National Conference, right? Okay, in good. Florida, good, good, good. Um, and is this about right? Yeah, and I probably think at the same time things really start going pear shaped on the space station, yeah, because a self destruct bug has been put in there, yeah, right. So it starts really going kablooey, and they need to get this all sorted quick. And Jim Sturgis then gets confronted by Ed Harris. And Ed Harris is like, why did you talk about your dad coming to the conference? I know everything about you because I've looked into your file. Your dad died years ago, blah, blah, blah. So what, what's going on? And Jim Sturgis says, uh, I'm under extreme pressure here. Basically, this is what I think is going on. And he says that he thinks the president is in on a, a conspiracy theory, which is to... Make Geostorm, or no, the, the Dutch boy go wrong so they don't have to hand it over to the rest of the world. Am I right here? Something like this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then Ed Harris acts all like, oh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's what it. we need to that's do. So is, they can keep yeah. it themselves. We, yeah. yeah, so they can keep it themselves. So Ed Harris is like, oh, okay, yeah, you could be right here. Right, well, let's um, let's go somewhere and talk about this. <sighs> well, I wonder where, let this, me I wonder where this is going. Ter- I mean, this it's so bad. Room. Yeah, yeah. They go into another room, and then the Secretary of State or whatever, whatever Secretary he is of, pulls a gun on him and starts shooting him in a conference or shooting at him. Jim Sturgis gets away, and there is just turns no way out, anyone oh. would do the things these guys do to cover up some shit. No, yeah. you. I mean, the plan in the first place is fucking mentalist. Yeah, this is a men- This is like. I mean, a James Bond villain wouldn't have a plan like this. No, this is nutty. Because we'll it's fi- just we'll nutty find out, professor, yeah, isn't it? We'll find out in a minute when they're in a car with the president what the plan is or was or what all of this means and why it's been done. Mm. Um, Jim Sterling gets a hold of Abby Cornish and says, turns out Ed Harris is the bad guy, go figure. And then she's, does- she then... Calls her, pulls her fingers and she where she's... Now, Ed, Ed Harris, though, does very helpfully tell them that the president is the coach. Because they don't know that still, do they? Right. Ed Harris says, oh, the he's giving away one thing, isn't he? Yeah, biometrics and retina scans. You need so, the So then, yeah, they. she comes up with an on-the-spot plan. She starts throwing a gun in the air in the Democratic conference and says that POTUS is under threat, um, emergency exit, blah, blah, blah. They put all the codes to get the president out of there, right? Then she, blah, 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 gets the president she, Then she hit a taxi of a secret service so guy. Yeah, yeah, knocks him out. Balls have gone on the president. Yeah. Says, you're coming with me. Takes him to a, to a cab. Yeah. A self-driving cab. A self-driving cab. Electric self-driving, self-driving cab. cab. Nicely done. Right. And, <laughs> and, they and get off out. they all go, the three So of Jim them. Sturgis, Abby Cornish, and the president. And, and as they drive away, suddenly the entire city is getting hit by lightning strikes. Whilst in the rest of the world there's... Storms, there's hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding in Dubai, um, freezing in Rio de Janeiro. He, he starts kicking off now. The geostorm is is coming. Yeah, and there's now a countdown on the geostorm coming. Yeah, but also as they drive away, a lightning strike hits the fucking building they're at. As they describe the plot, obliterates it. 
as they describe, literally describe the plot of what's going on, which is, so the reason why this has all happened, he lays it all out here, this is where he says, Ed Harris wants to be president. He knows that everybody in the Democratic Party is going to be at this conference. So what he's done is he's made this sabotage effort on Dutch Boy to make it look like accidents around the world so he can make this look like an accident and blow up the Democratic Party's conference. Well, yeah. simultaneously getting rid of all the enemies of oh, America. Yeah. After, the, after the Democratic Party's been wiped out and he's now made president, Ed Harris is made president, a few hours later when the geostorm happens, it'll wipe out pretty much every enemy nation in the world. What the fuck? And he'll be made president afterwards and they get to keep Dutch Boy afterwards. And it's like, right? What? No, this is, no. No, this, this, seriously, this is the plot. And the president still doesn't buy it after the democratic building has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? At what point do you wake up, Grandpa? Like, (laughs) seriously. The thing is, though, it is a little far-fetched. It is a far-fetched, but everything in this film is nutty. So he shouldn't really buy it. In Geostormverse. It is happening, so he really should buy it. In the Geoverse, this is not not the nuttiest plan. This is the thing that happens. Yeah. Because we discover that the Russian guys who assassinated the um, Hong Kong fella yeah. Uh, actually, are the Secret Service? Yeah, or, or, or part of them? Part or like and, fake? Or they work for yeah. Ed Harris? They work for Ed Harris. Now definitely. suddenly they're chasing after the president's taxi, self-driving taxi, yeah. shooting at him. For and then what happens next is I think the worst CGI car chase bollocks that I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even feel like it's any of it's real. No. The is this car. when they're under the bridge? Driving it's like under... a game. It's yeah. like... The car doesn't really have weight, does it? You no see, weight. You, no. So, no. Yeah. It literally, none of this feel. What happens is she spins a car around so she can shoot at them and there's Some lightning the storms where she... going on yeah. everywhere. But none of it, none of it felt remotely no. real. It was like watching a game. Or interesting. Or no. interesting. No, yeah. it, was, it was top. She it's does that awful nice. movie trope thing, doesn't she? She 180s the car, yeah. drives it yeah. full speed in reverse, then shoots at them, yeah. killing oh, the driver. Toss. And it yeah. was and so it, angry. It's just crap. It, like I said, everything, almost everything that happens in this film, whether it's a plot point or an action sequence, is shit that I've seen in other films and most of the, well, all the time done better. So they hit the Russian, they side sidewind the Russian's car. And knock the Russian's car out from under the under the bridge they've been driving under. So he's dead. Uh, no, he's not, is he? Because he's still alive in the car. Except the thing it gets hit by the lightning bolt at exactly the right moment to yeah. blow him up. Right. Um, and he goes. Completely. A moment later, moment before, it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? Oh, um, but never mind that shit because Ed Harris. He's up ahead. He's up ahead. (laughs) He's got ahead of them somehow. Yeah, I mean, and I want to know, with all the shit that is going on, because there's a lot of shit going on, how did Ed Harris know that he was going to survive? Because there's stuff happening literally everywhere. How did he know he was going to get away from all this crap? And how did he know which road he would be driving out of yeah. town in? And how did he know to pack his favourite rocket launcher he's in the boot He's got a boot. Car? So he's, he's gone to the conference yeah. with a boot full of shit. Yeah. Including a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, I checked out before now. Yeah. But yeah. at this point, I felt like I was being treated like a cunt by this film. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's rude. Yeah. That's not fucking fair. No. I mean, I might not have paid any money for this, but some fuckers have. Yeah. It's not fair for them to be treated this poorly. Um, it's yeah. fucking rude. So, so they're waiting down a road, so they know which road he's coming down somehow. He gets a rocket launcher out, even though he's the Secretary of State or something. 
and they fo- they see the taxi coming up the road, and obviously they shoot it and it blows up. Oh, but guess what? They're not in the taxi because it's a self-driving taxi. So none of this is a surprise. It's all a red herring again that we all saw coming a mile off. It's, I mean... And then Abby Cornish, the secret ninja, cre- has cre- snuck up on them. So it's, it's, it's silently killed the one guy and now snuck up on Ed Harris. Yeah. And now you've got, I think, fucking the, probably the worst scene in a film where you've got, I think, two fairly talented actors, Andy Garcia and... Um, Ed Harris, yeah, in a scene where Andy Garcia's like, "Why did you do it?" and Ed Harris goes, "You know, well, here's the, here's I want to make America great again, basically." Yeah, and I mean, you just felt embarrassed for them. Yeah, it's just a fucking shit scene. And then Jim Sturgis punches Ed Harris out. He says, um, "Do you know what my brother would say if he was talking to you right now?" And then he just punches him around the face. Yeah, but you can't do that if you cast Ed Harris. Yeah. I don't think because Jim Sturgis is about half his age. Yeah, and Ed Harris looks, frail. you know, frail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's nothing manly or cool about the, the fact that he punches him out. No, it's just awkward and shit. And in fact, it would have been better to not have had that scene or cast a different actor for the Ed Harris part if you're going to punch him out because it was not the crowd's not going woo woo. They're actually going. We think that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But now, fuck off! It's about Hell. to get even worse because Why now, is that? Cause now you've got the scene where they deliver the president to the place where he can actually give them the codes, which, as we said before, is fingerprints and scans. They do that to try and cancel the uh, self destruct. No. And it, no, it's just to reboot the system. To reboot the system. So, what's happened is that the, the, everybody on, on the space station is evacuated. Except Gerard Butler, yeah. who was the only one who has stayed behind to when he gets these codes, input them, and reboot. The and system. after a meaningful goodbye to his German lady assistant, right? yeah, that's right. So they go, and then I said, but the thing is, now the space station starts to self-destruct, mm-hmm. and again, it's just more and more incident and accident, and yeah. Stuff flying everywhere. Allegations. Yes, exactly. Call me out. Yeah, and it's just like getting. I mean, it's it's already tedious to the point where you want it to wrap up, and it won't yeah, wrap up, and it won't, and it's just more shit happening. So what happens is the, the president gives the codes, and they say you've got eight minutes till the system reboots. So they spend five minutes so chatting. Jim, so Jim Sturgis. So the film basically the film says Gerard Butler is going to he's going to die because there's no way off the station. Right, because rebooting the system will reboot the satellite system, but it won't stop the self-destruction. And he's there to make sure the codes get put in. Right, that's that's it. He's doing he's doing a Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Right, he's going to mm-hmm. die, but he's got an eight-minute counter. Yeah, and he spends like half of that talking to his brother, saying goodbye and being a bit weepy and well, not weepy really. They just have a bit of a chat, really. Yeah, doesn't mention his door once, uh, except for look after her. Doesn't say uh, pass on this message to her. No. Uh, make sure she grows up, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Be a good girl. Don't, all that stuff. Like, doesn't say any of that. Any it's of just that. them two having a bro chat. Yeah. Um, he then has to scarper. 
And it's just, yeah, like Scott says, it's corridors exploding and him getting bounced around, the gravity I mean, cuts out. Every step he takes. But then what happens? But then. This is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, true, puts a spacesuit on, then he because the corridor was gone, so he's got to make an EVA, yeah. whatever they call it, um, out of the uh, airlock to go to a place. He's got to get to a bit of the station yeah. where he can put codes in. Right. Apparently, he's got what's to go to left the, of it? He's yeah. got to go to the code room. Yeah, so, you know, and it's like. He just bumps into that German bird again. Ooh, he's, he's, like, he's about to do she something. She stayed behind. Yeah. Mm. But she Didn't stayed behind, him. put in a spacesuit, and waiting somewhere in a, in a waiting corridor. On the off chance that he might come by and need yeah. some help. Yeah, because this, in the timeline, <laughs> in the timeline sense, it was a couple of hours ago when the team evacuated. Yeah. and she yeah. left apparently because they've been waiting. And Gerard's he's been waiting, waiting the whole time to get the code. Yeah, the president has had to. Had to get the codes to a place where they can broadcast them into space. Yeah. So and then she just that turns has taken up. time. And she's so she's been hiding in somewhere else in the station. <laughs> Why? 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 It's baffling. And then it's uh, baffling. And then they both team up to do the thing. Yeah. So he but I don't even know what they do. They? So there's a little diagram, a globe with a ring of satellites around it, and he says, "Right, okay, I need you to tell me when all of the satellites are offline, so that I can then broadcast this final thing or and do stuff." Yeah. So she's watching this diagram, and she's saying, "Right, there's five left, four left." Three left, and all the time the countdown to Geostorm is getting smaller. Yeah, we're, so we're basically, bad, yeah, basically he stops it with like point naught one yeah, seconds to go. Or it's a top. What? Surely, if you turn something off, you turn it off. Yeah, it's like they turn off one at a time or something. The yeah. satellites, it's just wank, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just movie toss, isn't it? It's just a movie to create a little yeah. bit of last minute tension. They're going to do it in time, and all the wild storms are Of course, they are. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? This isn't the kind of film tonally where they fail. So there's no tension, yeah. but at least at it, least we know you've got the so yeah we know that they're gonna do it, but at least we know that they're gonna die on the station. There's gonna be a hero you sacrifice. We, you didn't even buy this, did you? What? Because you that Gerard Butler was gonna die. No, no, I didn't. You don't buy that at all no. because it's not been given enough gravitas or no, weight. Because so you don't really feel like there's any real. It's not like Armageddon, so where yeah. Bruce Willis is giving his goodbye speech. This is. There's no that happens. He doesn't even speak to his daughter. No, because no, w- when when they were having that holographic chat, the last goodbye between him and his brother, I suddenly realised what they're suggesting. Gerard Butler's going to die. I was like, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. This this is not that kind of film. But totally, I don't think that there's no signposting throughout the film that Gerard Butler is a character that needs to die in some way, some heroic death. There's no gr- flag. You know, any, so there's no there's none of there's that. There's no. Um, but then there's no tension. No, and the moment the moment the German woman turned up, that was it. I knew he was going to survive because mm-hmm. you wouldn't. First of all, I didn't think he was going to die, and there's no. It, it doesn't seem right. You'd have two characters die together. No. So anyway, there's a there's a satellite left. Isn't oh, there? oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Got that. Well, that was handy. We'll, we'll get on that satellite and just fly it through space until someone rescues yeah. us. Well, I mean, I say I said at the time then. Oh, they'll get on that and they'll launch a space shuttle to come and get them because there's like two hundred space shuttles. They seem to in, have in a, a lot, yard, don't they? Yeah, like a yard. Of they've them. got a yard full of space shuttles. So I thought, oh, they'll launch one of them and they'll pick them up. But no, didn't have to. There's one up there already. Didn't mention that. Not only they? not only is there a shuttle up there still, it's the shuttle that's got all of his mates on it. Because <laughs> that, that Mexican guy is in the, in the port window and he goes, hello, it's me again. And they're like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then what we see is 
things, because they've rebooted the system and it boots back on and it's fixed, somehow it manages to fix all of the things in progress. Yeah. So, so um, is flooding. it Dubai that's flooding. flooding, but suddenly the water recedes. I don't know yeah. how yeah, it's, that happens. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, no, it's coming. It actually yeah. goes back. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little kid in India or something. His dog, yeah. His dog. Now, and his dog's okay. Yeah. Yay! But in every Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich film, there is a dog that survives. Every one of them. So that had to I know, be... I want that. Yeah. I wanted more of that. I'm okay with the dog yeah. surviving <laughs> bits. Oh, I'm not. It's, it's still want... shit, but yeah. it's fun it's shit. It's still shit, but it would have been fun shit. Yeah, so, not like this. All right, I mean... So I was anyway, really angry with this film. The film's film. done now, isn't it? It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so... Um, the I'll... president turned... They, they do the thing where they run down... The brother and Abby Cornish yeah. run down the runway to Gerald Butler, who survived... You son of a bitch. Yeah. And then they yeah, hug. Like, and and the president like, turns the up like he's like, one of their mates now. You did a good job. Sorry, I thought you were the baddie, Mr. President. It's okay. Because yeah. you saved us all. You're a good guy. Yeah. Sorry your daughter couldn't be here, but she's only kind of a bit character anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, end, we'll bring her back to narrate the ending. Yeah, for some reason she narrates the ending. Yeah. Why? What? what? Total non-character. Um, but yeah, and that's then the film it. ends, and oh, then there's um, this like black screen for about ten minutes where text is scrolling up. It didn't read any of it, but I don't know. What <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, so that's the end of the film. Now, Dean Devlin directed it. Did he write it as well? <laughs> he did. He co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. Right. So what? When we covered Godzilla in a previous podcast, and I think. Um, one or all of us maybe even said at the end of it that it was Dean Devlin's first screenwriting attempt and we all felt a little bit sorry for him because it may it looked like at that point it had ended his career yeah. right? now after this film A. I hope it does end his career and B. I don't think he should be allowed to write anything I don't even think he should be allowed to go and see a film at the cinema anymore it, all of his movie watching rights writing rights should be gone and also, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to wish physical harm on somebody. But here's what I hope happens to Dean Devlin. I hope that tomorrow morning, he gets out of bed. I hope he has a shit night's sleep. And tomorrow morning, he gets out of bed, slips in a dog turd that his dog's left there. Yeah, because his dog's got diarrhoea. So he slips in a diarrhoea turd. And falls face first in a puddle, of, a puddle of cat vomit that his cat's left for him as well. That's what I hope happens to Dean Devlin now and every day. Do you think for the rest of his life? Do you think you'll know every morning he gets up and slips into the Oh, not again. You think, you think he'll know? This is because I did uh, <laughs> Geostorm. So the, the word Geostorm, the title of the film, uh, is mentioned in the film more than once. Right, it's a bit trivia here. <laughs> How many times do you think the word Geostorm is mentioned, either said or written in the film. I'm going to go okay. 17. I, I, 17 is good, but the word Geostorm on the screen comes up a lot, mm. doesn't it? Does so a lot. I'm going to say, I'm going to go higher, I'm going to say 24. It was 20. Ooh. Hey! Yeah, pretty much split down in the film. Yeah. 20, 20, 20 times. Good work. All right. So I know I read about a little bit about this uh, as we was watching it, so uh, I thought it was worth mentioning that... Uh, the film started production in 2014, so a long time ago. Right. And um, oh yes, this has been through some development hell, hasn't it? It has been through a bit of development hell because uh, it tested so poorly 
then extensive reshoots had to be done. And in fact, the reshoots um, were so extensive that new script pages needed to be written. And Dean Devlin was not involved in any of that. The person who actually did the reshoots was Danny Cannon. I don't know if you remember him, he directed Judge Judge Dredd, and is more well-known recently for doing TV work, but particularly for creating a visual Which style. Which Judge the 90s one? The, the, the one. Yeah, okay. the slime one. But he also that. directed the first ever CSI episode and was responsible for creating the visual style of CSI. Right. So he's mostly a TV guy now. Right. But he was brought in at the 11th hour to reshoot this. Mm. I'm guessing he did the best he could with a bad job. So are we suggesting then that because of reshoots, um, Gerard Butler's face was extensively CGI'd yeah, most of it. What, do you think they took them to, to cover up a, yeah. a, a beard or a lack of beard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that do you think he was it. playing in his next film, The Elephant Man? <laughs> and they wouldn't let him take the makeup, makeup off. off. And no, he CGI enjoy his face, yeah. Yeah, that's possible. I think that's yeah, possible. Entirely possible. I, I think we should talk about Gerard Butler because... Um, so Gerard Butler, was big. his big, big break, wasn't it? It was 300. Yeah. So that's what kind of made him a... Uh, a person capable of headlining a film. Yeah. Yeah? Can you think of a single decent Gerard Butler film? I mean, Olympus and London is Falling are kind of okay, I think. But outside yeah. of those, he seems to be in a lot of shit. Yeah. Doesn't I he? I didn't mind Laura Biden Citizen, but it, I don't know if you call it, That's not... Laura Biden Citizen starts off strongly so and then gets derailed yeah. towards the end. Mm. It's not... Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I'm not entirely sure because he's not... The focus of all of it, is he? But, yeah, no, but the yeah. film, like, yeah. thematically and totally just shifts. Yeah, yeah. Where he's the kind of vigilante guy always. And, he's also, and in the last bit, he's the bad guy. Yeah, and he's also the guy that's got the plan which always goes right. to the letter. So it yeah. doesn't matter what, is, what, what they do to him, he's, he's accounted for it. Which I always hate in films. Like Saw. Yeah. God. Fucking what hell. did he do just before? Because he did another stuff of Egypt. Yeah. Oh, God, of so Egypt, that was it. So that's not that's not a good place to be. No, he's, 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 in a, he's in a stinky place right now. I yeah. think he is. But I think he's been moving towards this stinky place for some time. Yeah. I kind of think this is a... Yeah, if you look at his career, he hasn't done that many, like, what you consider genuinely good films. I don't think he has. I think mm. he's in a lot of shit. I think yeah. you should stop making films that start with letter G. So, Gamer... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Gamer. Fucking hell. We could do Gamer at some point. Gamer's terrible. Terrible. Gamer, Gods of Egypt, and Geostorm. The guy needs to learn to stay away. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't he? (laughs) Let a G-based clag. Um, So what about on Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think this got as a critic rating? A critic average? (sighs) Fucking hell. Critic rating. Critic rating of... Eight. Eight? Uh, Eight percent, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think uh, twelve. 13. Ooh. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, what about audience oh, Audience, I don't know, there's a lot of fucking idiots out there these days. Isn't there? Let's say 41. Uh, I still think it's shit, though. Mm. But I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I think the thing is, it's not. I don't think it's the film that it looks like it is. Yeah, so that's I true. think people would rate it low because actually they think they're getting someone else. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say 30, maybe. 38. Yeah, interesting. What did you say? 41. You were, you were bang on. Uh, interesting. There's some good reviews in here from critics. But I think that's not necessarily because people think it's a bad film per se. 
I think it is a bad film, but I think it was it's very been very mismarketed. Oh as well. yeah, I definitely. mean, fair play to the marketeers because if I was given this turkey, I would. You've got to market it as a as a disaster Something movie. Something more exciting right? than it is. You, yeah. But you've got to market it as a disaster movie, I <clears> think, yeah. because that's what it most looks like. Uh, but it just isn't. Um, so the critic from the Chicago Reader said the script, every scene of which you've seen a hundred times already ends with a sermon urging us to unite and salvage the future, though this rings hollow coming at the end of a $120 million exercise in sci-fi denial. Very good. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Don't preach to us when, you've, when you're wasting the Earth's resources making this. Mm. <laughs> watching Gerard piece of butler solve when we've done it is like watching chimpanzees move a piano downstairs. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, big, dumb and boring. Uh, it coming from the co-writer of Independence Day, hoping to start a directing career with the same playbook, but forgetting several rules of the game. I, we have been sold a false bill of goods. That was from The Guardian. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, very on point, that yeah. one. Uh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, and it's just most of them are, I mean, most of them are shit. I'm movies. disappointed, really, because um, I heard it was going to be bad. I knew, I thought I knew what it was about, vaguely. And it did sound like it would be fun bad. entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it's fun, fun bad, and it's just bad, bad. Yeah, it's, it's irritating. Yeah, you know, it makes annoying. Me, it's bad. An angry. It makes me angry. Yeah, and it's again, it's a sort of film. I think you can sort of get the uh, the idea that you, you've got idiots trying to write smart people, and it. Yeah. Didn't That's work. interesting. Idiots yeah. writing smart people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it none of it. Rang because they can't be bothered to um, actually research it or come up with anything no. that's feasible or credible. No. You know, when you compare that to something, I always think these, um, and usually you find it on TV more than you do in film, but certain things where you know, you watch The Wire and you think, This is how this is how these people talk, yeah, I don't always understand everything they're saying. No. But yeah. I like that because I, I get enough to piece it together and I really feel like this is how it could be. Yeah, sort of similar sort of thing. You got it's a fast paced show, they're calling out stuff all the time. You don't know what they're talking about, but they do. Fair enough. And you buy it, don't you? Yeah. Um what has just occurred to me about this. What has just occurred to me is it's just like a sketch from Mitchell and Webb. Do you remember they, were, they used to do a sketch where it was um, a couple of idiot writers writing a show about stuff they know nothing about? So it was like they'd do one like an ER and it'd be like, oh, this man needs more blood immediately. What sort of blood does he need? Oh, um, type one. He needs some type one blood. And get some, put some type one blood in this man immediately. There, yeah. he's better. And it's, it's that sort of thing. What's, yeah. what's wrong with this man? Oh, he's got um, a broken leg. All right, we'll get this man some new bone. And we'll put it, we'll put it. And it's that, they're writing stuff they've got no clue about. And that's this. Mm, I agree. That's yeah. a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. That's what a lot of this feels like. It's scientists in space, but written by people who have no understanding <laughs> of real science. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of scenes in the film where fairly bulky fellas beat up people they shouldn't be beating up. Because uh, as well as um, Jim Sturgis punching uh, Ed Harris in the, in the face, Gerard Butler beats the shit out of Robert Sheehan, who basically 
is Ways like nine a stone. reed. Like oh, Ways nine stone. It's like a slender reed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gerard Butler's looks like, I don't know, six miles of rough road. Yeah. He just comes in <laughs> and lamps the shit out of him. And again, I'm not really rude for this guy. I'm thinking, please stop hitting the little boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, stop hitting the 12-year-old. Even though he has done bad, it yeah. is not appropriate. He's this, he's this film's DJ Qualls. Yeah. Please stop hitting him. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And it doesn't make them look more heroic or cool. No. But they're beating up on old Heather Harris and reedy Robert Sheehan. Yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Phil. Uh, I hated it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so cross. No stars. No stars. No, yeah, no stars. And it was no fun. No. no. no f- the fun it was, was... It was aggravating. As I've said... The fun was buried, just buried way too deep. Tedious. Oh, yeah. and it was so... It made me so film angry. For a film that has got so much happening, it's so boring. It is boring. And it's also, you know, I think, um, uh, kind of offensive in the way it, it, it feels like what it what it has passes muster. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's okay. We can have this scene where Ed Harris shoots a rocket launcher and blows a taxi up in this yeah. in yeah. this film. You know, it's like fuck you. It's it's. Um, I, I feel you know films like this always make me feel like um, I'm being patronised. Yeah, I've been patronised. Like I've been treated like a shit. <sighs> yeah, you know, and I've said this before on this podcast. This is the thing that makes me the most mad is when filmmakers think that this garbage is okay. Yeah. You know, it's a, this, is what, this is what people want. I fucking wouldn't watch it, they're probably thinking, but mm. it's what the people want. Mm. Fuck off. Yeah, or it's enough. It'll get away with it. It'll or, be fine. Kids yeah. today, they'll watch anything. They'll yeah, people Look at Transformers, things. that's doing gangbusters. People will watch anything. Thing is, they're probably not that far wrong. People will watch anything <laughs> these days. They've spent 120 million. You've got to wonder at what point, at what stage in all of that, they could have said, "Let's just cut our losses." Because yeah. that happens. Studios yeah. do make yeah. that call. They yeah. do sometimes, but that happens so rarely. I think where they go, yeah, you know what? We've spent 90 million on it. If we put another 30 in and get some, bring up another team to polish it up. We shouldn't do this. You know, yeah. so there's got to be a point at which it's possible to walk away from it. it I wonder how much of that happened. They should have sold done. it to Netflix. Yeah, they should have <laughs> sold yeah. it. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was Geostorms. Yeah. yeah. There is also, just so you know, a, an asylum version called Geo Disaster. I bet that's good. That would probably be a fuck ton more interesting. Well, tell you that. what, maybe um, we're not we're not in the habit now of announcing previously. But that is what we should do next time is what, as like a, a comparison, a point, counterpoint, yeah, compare yeah. and contrast. And I guarantee it's more entertaining. Guarantee that will be infinitely more entertaining. Yeah, because it'll be no money, shit effects, yeah. <laughs> shit acting. And I guarantee, because they didn't know what Geostorm was going to be, it'll actually be a disaster film. Yeah. They probably didn't know that the Geostorm isn't a disaster it'll star film. star Lacey Chabot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone from yeah. ER. No, she's all right. I yeah. like her. Yeah. I've yeah. Her. I mean, I, 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 I like her. I'd watch her. But she's not a star. Didn't say she was. No, so she's the sort of person that would appear on those films. Yeah, yeah. With a strangely Pinocchio-esque scarf that I would know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we forgot to mention how hard Jim Sturgis acts in this film. Oh, yeah, oh. I've got to give him chops because it is this is a piece of shit film. Yeah. And, and everyone knows it. 
and no one's really trying that hard. I think he's trying really hard. He's got real fucking tears in his eyes when he yeah. looks like... He shouts a lot. He looks emotional. Uh, he looks like his brother's dying. Uh, yeah, he's really selling it. So, you know, I hope good things happen to him. No, well, I'm not sure about that. No, I think I do. Because, you know, he's got a lot to work through. He was in this. Yeah, that's true. So, you know... He's but, you know, he was trying way too hard for a film that didn't deserve it. No, I liked it. I thought, good, good on him. I thought, you know, he's been paid. I don't think he's any good. He's been I just paid think he's trying hard. He's been paid to do a job. And he gave it 100. And he, and he, and he, and and he did he, it. he could have cut and run like the rest of them, but he stayed and he did a and job. And now he's probably waking up every morning, not falling into into cat. Yeah, bodies, I don't want But he's probably yeah. waking up wondering if he's made the right decisions in his life that led him to this moment. <laughs> and I kind of, you know, feel for him. Anyway, yeah. that was Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> that was Geostorm. <laughs> Well, we'll we didn't you. have fun watching it, so... And we're so we're sure you didn't have fun listening to us talk about it. Yeah, but, you know, that's the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah. This can happen when you watch a film yeah. that you've not seen. This yeah. is why we only have five listeners. Yeah. yeah. Please come back next time. And <laughs> tell your friends... Tell your friends not to, not to start with this one. <laughs> and not to watch Geostorm. <laughs> right, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.